KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba, presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now, 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Well, good morning, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. It's uh, right here on AM 550 FM 1071 KTSA. Uh, so happy to be here for another Saturday Chat Fest with you, all things home improvement, from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. Maybe a little bit of music sprinkled in there somewhere. You never know what's going to happen. But uh, we, we are, are so happy to be here on this uh, truly, truly blessed weekend, and, uh, and this weekend more blessed than most in the calendar year. Uh, as we celebrate Easter this weekend, one of one of the, um, if not no, it's the holiest day in in the Christian faith, and um, and it and it signifies the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and uh, we uh, we really and truly hope you have a blessed Easter weekend. We hope you get to spend it with family. We hope that you remember what it what it signifies. Yes, we we want the kids out having fun and uh, you know meeting the Easter Bunny and picking up eggs and all that kind of fun stuff that the kiddos do but let's not forget why we celebrate this and why uh it is it is such an important day in our calendar year and uh god bless y'all and hope hope hopefully you have a wonderful easter uh that goes for you too my brother jim how you doing doing good doing good hey um how many briskets did you cook i cooked uh two large briskets and what kind of interest rate did you get on your refi on the house? Well, I'm I'm going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> so so here's the thing. I, I went in and yeah, it was sticker shock. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so we we've got this big, and, and I got listen. I got to throw a shout out to the best meat market on the face of the planet. It's my humble opinion. Uh, it's Bergheim Meat Market out in Bergheim, Texas, forty six thirty three fifty one Ralph Fair Road, where they intersect. It's right eighth of a mile down from there. And it's worth the drive from wherever you're at. The uh, the meat is the freshest, most tender, most flavorful that you will find anywhere. And I don't care what cut you get. If you get a ribeye or you get uh, a, a fillet, I love, their fillets are like butter, man. They just melt in your mouth, and they are so good on the grill. Uh, but yesterday I went in, and, and my buddy Joe, who owns the place, he, uh, he, he fixed me up with a couple of beautiful briskets. And, and there they'll trim it down for me so I don't have to worry about trimming the fat whenever I get home. It's already, it's already trimmed up and ready to throw on the smoker whenever I get home, which I love. And they also make some of the best house-made sausage that you'll, you'll if, you're, if you like meat market sausage and, and, you know, the different flavors and the homemade, like I have a few of my favorites. I like, uh, I used to love Dehenna sausage. That was my favorite for years was, was the Dehenna's meat market and the sausage that they had. Their formula changed a little bit, and I don't know if it's quite the same as it used to be, but but it used to be fantastic. Uh, Weatrix Meat Market down in Poth has some fantastic sausage. Poth, you know, uh, you, you, there's a lot of them. But anyway, the uh, the Bergheim Meat Market makes Polish sausage. They make a spicy sausage. They make a German sausage, and they make a garlic sausage. They're all fantastic. My favorite is the Polish. And I uh, got two, four links of the Polish. I got two briskets, and... and uh, Listen, it's not just Joe. It's it's all meat markets. So whenever I say this price, don't think, well, the Bergheim meat market's outrageous. No, they have better product than most places. And, and yes, you're going to pay a little bit more. It's worth every penny. But those two briskets 
and four links of sausage was three hundred thirty-one dollars. Well, I believe it. I, I I totally believe it. That's why, for even though we just picked up a side of beef from the Tom Brothers Ranch, um, that is not going to be uh, our Easter celebration food. Um, I bought a forty-pound box of chicken yesterday. So we're doing leg quarters for our Easter celebration, my friend. <laughs> is that what you're doing? Yeah, forty pound okay. box of leg quarters for twenty two bucks. You can't beat that. No, <laughs> no. When you're feeding thirty plus people, hey man, it's leg quarters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Matt, my brother is going in and doing a bunch of sausage. He's doing the beans. I did the brisket and and a little bit of sausage. And uh, you know, and then we then everybody that comes brings a side dish. They bring a dessert, or they bring salad, or whatever it is that they want to bring as a side dish. And and so we kind of all chip in in that aspect. But but I always provide the brisket, and I love doing it. I don't mind doing it at all. This year it was a little more expensive than others. Maybe I put a bucket out on the table. I don't know. Uh, would that be would that appear cheap? <laughs> yes, it probably would. Uh, but anyway, it, it yeah, probably but, would. It probably wouldn't, would. wouldn't that be wouldn't that be funny though if I put a bucket out that said tips for the tips for the brisket. <laughs> hey, dude! You never know. You might make some money back. Uh, you never can tell. I just might. Uh, I, I don't think that that would be a good look, though. I'm not going to do that. No, it does, no. does sound kind of funny. Hey, uh, phone lines are open. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I will tell you, I'm going to be bowing out a little bit early on the show today. Jim has been good enough to to handle the last thirty minutes of the show with Don and uh, and and you know work through that, and I appreciate that immensely. So I can get to my family get together. Um, as I started the top of the show, wish everyone a very, very uh, blessed and happy Easter. Uh, I hope that you have a place that you attend. Uh, if, if you don't, find find some friends who, who attend church somewhere and go with them and, 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 and make it a day. Have some, have some lunch with them, have some breakfast with them. Uh, uh, my, my good buddy Rob uh, and, and his wife Brenda invited us to go have uh, breakfast with them, so we're going to attend with them tomorrow morning. But uh, you know, find a church of your choice and and, uh, and and celebrate the day. It's a great day to get out there and 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 maybe uh, even reconnect with your faith. Uh, I'm not going to get too preachy here, but uh, but but I'll tell you, it is a time of, of rebirth and renewal. And uh, and and if you need that in your life, and man, who doesn't right now? Uh, I mean, get out and and uh, put your faith in something that you can you can count on. Okay. Um, phone lines are open at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It is the KTSA Home Improvement Show, and we are talking all things home improvement. It's uh, from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. I will tell you that next week we are doing a best of show, and uh, and so next week will be recorded. It will not be live, so don't call in next week. Please do listen, but uh, but no need to call in. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be out of town and unable to do the show next week. So, uh, so thanks to Don for putting together a best of for next weekend. And, and thanks to Don for being in there today. He's filling in for Chris, Chris yep, Glasgow yep. this morning, and uh, we appreciate him being there and, and doing what he do. And uh, always does a great job when he's in that, in that driver's seat. Yeah, this would um, be the day that you would leave me with Jim. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I trust you, Don. That's how much I trust you. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, you man. two guys, you two guys! Ay ay ay! Oh my gosh! But anyway, uh, <laughs> listen, man. Uh, You're killing we, me, Smalls. You're killing me. Oh, you you know we only kid the ones we love, Jim. You know that. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. 
But anyway, y'all must get, love me a lot. We, I love you <laughs> tremendously. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> hey, get yourself a phone line, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. I'm Martin Bomba. This is my buddy, Jim Smith. And we're here to help. Uh, and uh, we, we, we appreciate you being here on a Saturday morning, uh, Easter weekend. I, I realize, like us, you, you probably have family stuff going on this weekend. At least I hope you do. And uh, I get that. But, uh, but we are here for you today to answer your home improvement questions. Love to hear from you and, uh, and answer anything that you got going on this morning. So you said you got family coming over this weekend. What's, what's the plan, Stan? What are you doing? Well, uh, actually, we're going over to Sam and Chris's. They don't live too far from us now. And um, the plan is just some good food, uh, some games. Might do a little bit of uh, range shooting. Um, Maybe partake of an adult beverage. Going to have the, I think we're going to do a little ride around the property with the kids. And, of course, do an Easter egg hunt. And then, as always, our adult Easter egg hunt. Uh, yes, you you always t- tell me about tell me about the uh, Easter egg hunt for those who don't know what the adult Easter egg hunt is. It's so the adult Easter egg hunt is you go and get a bunch of the little airplane bottles of different alcohols. Okay, and you hide those like you hide Easter eggs, and the adults go hunt for those. <laughs> I can only imagine how how your your parties end up. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 especially since the, the, the younger adults, as they find them, they're drinking them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so wow. by the end of the Easter egg hunt, Nothing a lot of it... possibly they... go wrong there. No. So at the end of the Easter, uh, the adult Easter egg hunt, by the time we're doing the count to see who won the eggs, a lot of them are empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it sounds like a fun time at your place, i got to say. i got to say. <laughs> Uh, we're we're, we're going to be considerably more more tame, I think. We're gonna we we've we've got a lot we got a lot of people coming out this this year, uh, since it's the first time that we've done it in two years. So many people are just so ready to get out and get back to a little sense of normalcy. Uh, Brackenridge Park is open up for camping again this year, and I know that so many people have that as their their family tradition. They haven't been able to do it in a couple of years, so it's very uh, very nice that they're able to do that this year again. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a great time to be with family and kind of reconnect with with a lot of people and 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 we'll be seeing some people at this that we haven't seen in three years today. So I'm I'm really excited about that. I really am. And uh, sounds like it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, I uh, one one thing. Yeah, I can uh, remember. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I can remember years ago some of your family Easter. Reunions and gatherings, yeah. Oh man, when we I used do. to have it, uh, when we used to have it down on uh, on the Hondo Creek, whenever. Oh man! You know, growing up, go down memory lane a little bit. This is fun talking about Easter traditions, uh, and this is how this is an extension of that Easter tradi- tradition. What we're doing today is is kind of a, a continuation of that to kind of carry on my parents' memory and and, uh, um, you know, and and. Uh, they're, they're what they started. It's it's a way for Matt and I to carry that on and and you know and keep the family connected in that way. Right, right. And uh, but we would get together and, and you attended a couple of these, I think. Uh, yeah. We would we would get together down on the on the Hondo Creek. Mom and Dad had a 500 acre ranch that I grew up on, and uh, we had about a mile stretch of of creek property there. 
and we had a camping area that Dad had cut out years and years ago, and would set up a bonfire. Uh, we whoever wanted to come out on Good Friday and and stay the night, you could camp out. We'd get up, fix breakfast in the morning, um, and then would have a big barbecue and and a big celebration that afternoon with everybody out there. There was there was swimming. There was man, we we did all kinds. We swimming, fishing. You know, the kids got to explore a little bit because there's all that area. Anyway, some of the best memories of my childhood um, revolved around that area of our ranch, and, uh, and and especially that time of year when everybody would come out and get together and reminisce and, you know, make memories. And, and uh, we didn't want that to go away. You know, we, we wanted, we don't right. have the ranch anymore, but, but we, you know, we wanted to keep the tradition alive, so we decided, well, we're still going to have the family reunion. It's just going to be at one of our houses, Matt's or, or my house, and have everybody out and and get together for the day and just have fun and and you know and and uh, visit and, and that's what we're doing. So we started that back up again, I guess, in eighteen maybe uh, seventeen, right. and uh, and so we've we've been very uh, very happy to, to host it every year since, except for the two years of COVID that kind of killed everything. Right. right. Uh, so anyway, well, I know glad, I know I can't have a conversation. Here. I know I can't have a conversation with Daniel about any no, of that stuff that he didn't that he didn't bring up the cutting down the tree, <laughs> cutting down the tree, and dang, they're blowing up the entire ranch. That was pretty. Yes, yes, crazy. yes, folks. I got to tell you about the tree. There was this old dead tree out there. We were going to cut it down and put the whole tree in the bonfire. So me, Daniel, which Daniel was my brother-in-law at the time, still a very good friend of mine, and Martin, we all. Um, the three of us were going to cut this tree down, and we were each taking ten swings and passing the old school the axe way. Off. The old school way. The old school. We were cutting down with an axe, not a chainsaw. Yeah. And we were each taking three swing or ten swings and passing the axe off. And it was ten for Martin, ten for me, ten for Daniel. Ten, 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 eight, eight, ten. Eight, eight, ten, seven, seven, ten. As the more we swung on this thing, mine and Martin's numbers were dropping before we'd pass the axe off. And Daniel was looking at us like, come on, guys. You keep know? in mind, Daniel's considerably younger than we are. Oh, yeah, considerably. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a blast, man. That was such a good time and such great memories made. And, and I'm so glad that, uh, that that's the kind of childhood that I got to have and that's the kind of kind of upbringing that uh, that i was experiencing at that time and anyway i i know and i i hope you have those types of easter tra- traditions in your home and i hope that uh, you're getting to keep those e- easter traditions and and really and truly um making some new ones of your own every year it's it's it, it is something to look back on and have you know phenomenal memories with your family uh, today we're going to talk a little bit in between calls, and and I and I, I thought the calls might be light today because uh, because of it being Easter weekend, and we understand that. But uh, phone lines are open at 210-599-5555, And uh, when we come back from the break, we are going to talk. Uh, actually, we can get into the break here in just a little bit. Let's let's go ahead and talk about a few of these, and then we'll we'll continue with it after the break. Uh, but we're going to talk about some spring cleaning tips. This time of year is a time of year that you 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 associate with uh, making things new, cleaning things up around the house and around the yard, and and uh, really sprucing things up for springtime. And uh, and so it, it's that time, if you can believe it. This this year is already flying by, and it's it's time to clean. Uh, 
and, and do deep cleaning and, and really get your home uh, healthy and, and, and spotless and, and beautiful uh, for the spring. So uh, here are a few things that can help make that easier and, and a few things to kind of put down and, and uh, you know, get on, get on that list and get done. And number one on it is just that. Make a list. Make a schedule. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, w- where do you skip doing routine cleaning? And where do you need to give a little more attention to? What areas need the most work? And, and then regardless of where you start, you know, have a plan that helps you keep focused on the task and, and go room by room. Start with this room, complete it. Go to the next room, complete it. And so on and so forth. One of the things that, that I found... Uh, really helps, and I, I learned this from a from a declutter expert on TV one time, and it, and and it and it really is truly, it's not revolutionary, but it does make organizing much easier. If it's your closet, if it's your pantry, if it's a uh, if it's an area that you want to rearrange and clean, the very best way to do that is to take everything out of the space first. Okay. Don't try to in in a pantry, for instance. Don't try to uh, put 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 all of your cans over here on this side and then kind of rearrange them as you go along. No, get everything out and then go back in in an organized fashion how you want it to be. Same goes for your closet. If you're trying to organize the clothes in your closet, your shoes in your closet, whatever you have in there that you want to organize, take them all out, lay them on the bed, lay them in the in the bedroom or wherever it's close to your your closet, and then go back in methodically with what you want to organize. It makes your life so much easier. What's the next one there, Jim? Makes you sound a little OCD there, though, Martin. Well, it's not It's not so much OCD <laughs> as it is I don't want to spend more time than I have to doing these well, types of chores, right? And and it really does cut down on the t- It sounds like it would add to the time. It doesn't. It cuts down on the time. No, because it does. You never can, especially if it's a really cluttered space, you, you, can't, you can't get it. You can't get it done in a timely fashion because you're constantly shuffling this from here to there. And, oh, no, no, that's not right. Let's move it over here. Oh, no, no, let's, let's move it to this shelf. And next thing yep. you know, you've spent a day doing this. So it's easier just to get it clean, start fresh, and, and get it the way you want it, which brings us to point number two. Yes, sir, decluttering. Okay, it's not just a matter of, you know, maybe being a little OCD. If you want to look at being a little OCD, that would have been me when Jeannie and I first got together in the fact that my closet was all black and white hangers, and they hung in the closet, black, white, black, white, black, white, black, white, and they were evenly spaced. Now, when you get into stuff like that, that's a little bit OCD. But if you declutter, that is going to bring down stress levels. Studies have shown that the clutter anywhere in the home, in your office, on your desk, it actually increases your stress level because now you're digging through stuff looking for something. Just declutter everything. Um, since uh, you, you know, you're know you spending a lot of time at home now and you're possibly even officing from home, keeping the neat workspace, is it's more important than ever. Um, you dust and organize the office. Look through the dreaded drunk junk drawer and and your desk drawers. Uh, you'd be surprised what you might find in your desk drawers. Uh, trust me, I've been there. Um, organize the closets like Martin was saying. Take everything out of the closet and put it back like you want it. Um, put it back in some sort of a fashion that's organized. Um, get rid you of the stuff that you're, that you're not wearing. I mean, get rid of the stuff Oh, yeah, that you're not yeah, wearing. yeah. You know, well, like before the wedding uh, a few weeks ago, Martin, I remember we were laughing. I was talking about putting... This year's button, last year's jeans. 
Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I, t- I tell you what, but, somebody, I forgot who it was in, in, on the closet thing, not to interrupt, but one of the interesting things that I, uh, the, uh, a, a little hack that I learned that I really like, somebody had told Debbie about this, and Debbie passed it on to me. This person takes all of their clothes and turns the hangers backwards, right? So instead of hanging toward the wall, they're hanging away from the wall. At the end of a 12-month calendar year, any hanger that's still facing that way goes to Goodwill. It means that they haven't worn that thing in a year, whatever that thing is, and it's just taking up space in the closet. And uh, yeah, I kind of like that idea. I really like that idea. I, I kind of like it, too, but, you know, like when it comes to those jeans, you just have a hard time throwing stuff out because, you know, you're like, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to get back to that size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> in, in some subsequent life. Phone lines are open at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the conversation this morning. It's the KTSA Home Improvement Show on AM 550, FM 1071 KTSA. Martin Bamba here, Jim Smith there. Hey, uh, and we are here to help. Martin, I can assure you where you put the switch is directly dependent is directly dependent on what the switch is for. There you go. There's the answer for you right <laughs> there, Don. Uh, let's get to the phone lines. Brown, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, I told you before about um, you know, pest control and gave me some good advice. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, right now I'm dealing with a front door that has weather stripping that is um, kind of fraying at the edge closest to where the, uh, where the, 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 the door handle's at. Uh, as I'm looking at it, it looks like I have to take the door off the hinges to actually redo that weather stripping. And I'm looking online, and I can't find anything that, that I like that actually kind of sits on the edge to where I don't have to do that. Uh, is there any advice on something like that? Well, I'm trying to picture why you would actually have to take it off the hinges to to, to repair the weather stripping that's on it's on it's the on the door itself. So you know the weather stripping is not in the um, you know, it's got a little flap that you can hear kind of gently scraping across the floor as the door closes. It's on the slab. It's connected onto the door itself. Okay, is it is it stapled to? Is it in a little track? Is it slid down into a little track on the door? I don't see anything like that. And, you know, there's only Martin, what, he's talking about half an inch, you know, between the tile and the door when you open up the door, so you can't really Oh, are you talking about the it. sweep at the bottom? Yes, yeah, he's talking about, yeah. about, about the sweep. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things you can do with it. How old is this door, Brown? First of all, this door is about a year old. Oh man, that's 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 a, that's a replaceable suite. Come in and they took the door off, and you know it's a bad experience I had with them. They, when, when you know they they didn't take care of it, scratched the door, and oh, you know man. and you know and they didn't do anything about it. But I didn't realize that the, the sweep was. Uh, what you're calling the sweep, I didn't realize that that was fraying until uh, a couple of days ago when it rained. Okay, I, I would bet that that is a removable and replaceable sweep. Uh, depending on the brand of the door and the make of the door, uh, it, it is likely relatively easily replaceable, and you shouldn't have to take it off off the hinges to do it. Jim, you want to walk him through it? There should be on the lock side of the door or the the bolt side of the door. You okay. should be able to get down, get down on the floor, and look down in there, and that sweep should slide into a track. Okay. Now there may be a track stop that's there that you'll have to move that track stop out of the way to slide the the, the sweep out. 
But once you get the sweep out, then you can go to one of the big box stores, or you can go, um, yeah, probably MG, one of the big MG box stores. Or- or McCoy's. something like that and find a sweep that is that matches if you can't then just go online and google door sweeps and look through the photos and find the one that matches the profile that you have all right that's probably why i wasn't able to find what i was looking for because i was <clears throat> calling it weather stripping and a door sweep <laughs> yeah there you right, go yeah, right. yeah weather stripping sweep. is what goes around the door itself and the sweep is what goes on the bottom and hits the sill it's the uh the okay. sill plate Right. You, where did you buy the door from, if I might ask? Was it a big box store, or was it someone else? And it came with the house. Oh, okay. Um, you know, okay. it's a pretty door, and it's got three glass panels on it that are trying to distort what you can see through it. And I was, you know, I'm I'm not real happy with it after a year. If you stand on the street and the light is on, you can kind of see silhouettes. So I was even thinking about replacing the door and, you know, maybe finding some company that actually trades the door for a discount for a new door. I don't know if y'all do that. We don't no. because there's really nothing we can do with the old door, um, yeah. but but we would still love to help you if you ever decide to do that. Okay. All right. Well, I'll probably look y'all up on that then, but in the meantime, I'll just get this sweet thing take care of. So yeah, you should be able to find one that fits it, and, and uh, it should be relatively easy to replace for you. I appreciate you. Sure thing, Brown. Thanks for calling this morning. Uh, your calls too, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Wayne. Wayne, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, Martin. Good morning. Uh, I'd love to tell you that I am uh, calling with a home improvement question, but I'm actually not. I'm, I'm really curious where this Hondo Creek is that you were talking about oh. earlier. <laughs> well, it, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I always joke that uh, that everybody knows where New Braunfels is, but but half the people you talk to have no idea where Divine is. And um, Divine is about equidistant south of San Antonio as New Braunfels is north of San Antonio. So um, we, we actually, uh, Hondo Creek runs down through Medina County, and okay. the, the exact place I'm talking about is, is out in the Yancey area. Do you know where Yancey Martin, is? Martin, you realize... I, 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 I don't, actually. His, well, his, I don't know where Yancey is. Go, go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. Interesting. What are you saying, Jeff? No. Yeah. No, not, go, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so, okay, so, so if, the reason you, know where Hon- the reason if you know where Hondo is, if you know where Hondo is, you know where Divine is, and you know where Pearsall is, and you drew a little triangle. Right. We're, we're kind of at where, where all three of those would meet up at the peak of the triangle. Um, Very good. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it, I'm, I'm describing it wrong, but it's in it's in the southwest tip of Medina County. I understand. So the reason I was asking is because I I, I live in Carnes County, and yeah. uh, I real and, and I have a place right on Hondo Creek, and I'm thinking, man, was this guy a neighbor at one time? <laughs> oh, so you, you you the Hondo Creek does run a long way, and and you yes. so in Carnes County you have a place on the Hondo Creek. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're I, I we're up on the on the man. yeah we're up a little bit higher up on that. We're we're up uh, you know more where more is uh, going thirty five south towards Laredo. If you took the more exit and headed up towards Hondo, we're about it was about what twelve miles out, something like that, ten twelve miles out. Yep, something sure. like that. But at first, at first, I thought he was referring to the fact that the Hondo Creek is more like the Hondo Dribble these days. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, down here too. It was back then too, man. It, the, the, unfortunately, if you got a really good rain, it, it would get on a tear, and then 
if you were lucky and had a super wet year, it would run all year long. But most of the time, it was hit and miss. Right, right. Well, that's the way it is down here too. But I was just curious. So, because uh, I do, I do enjoy it down here. I, I too have a lot of good memories of Hondo Creek. So, well, thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, and and while I got you on, I'm sure it's the same down there too. You got Mustang grapes on your on your run of the creek. Oh yeah, all over. Man, the place. we, we made man, some. We were growing up. We picked them, and my we mom did too. Put us through the ringer of making the grape juice, and actually, I love the grape juice. I just didn't like picking the grapes. You know, your hands would be purple, wouldn't they? When you oh, finally yeah. got all, yeah, and and and, uh, but boy, you talk about some good grape jelly. Oh, oh yeah, man, alive. Well, yeah, great I memories, sh- man. Great sh- memories. Geez, you guys talking about grape juice and grape jelly. Well, I like the grape juice, too, but I just liked it after it set a little longer. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, Wayne, happy Easter to you, brother. Thanks for calling. You too, man. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, there ain't nothing like growing up in the country. If, if you've got to do it, you understand what I'm saying. If you didn't, I'm sorry, because uh, it, it really and truly is, is an experience that I think everybody should have at Absolutely. some point in their lives. You know, Phone lines are open at 210. 599 Get on there and give us a call. Uh, if, if you have any kind of home improvement question this morning, we would love to talk to you. In fact, let's get right on back to those phone lines right now. Dana, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Hey, thanks for, for taking my call. Um, my house is surrounded by oak trees, which right now are shedding piles of the flowers and pollen oh boy and i hadn't thought i hadn't thought about it before but my ac units are sitting right underneath uh, a couple of these big trees and i i've never really thought about the the pollen and those flowers kind of dropping down inside those those units and if there's something i should be doing to to either get those cleaned out or have have a service come out and clean them out is i don't even know if it's really a problem jim you want to take that one it can be but falling down through the grill into the bottom of the fan area that is not necessarily where the problem is going to lie the problem is going to lie as the air conditioners are running and sucking um, those tassels and the pollen into the uh, outdoor coil which the best thing to do is go out there about once a month uh, make sure you turn the ACs off. Start at the top and rinse down on the coils. Rinse towards the bottom, and just rinse the coils with clean water, just fresh water. Once it's uh, rinsed completely, turn it back on. Or just a, a hard spray, or just a light spray. Uh, you can use a garden hose on the the, the but don't. You don't want to use a pressure washer, but a garden hose. Uh, with a uh, like a sprayer on the end of it, you know the the trigger sprayers. Yeah, yeah. That that's fine. That that, that is not going to damage the coil. Okay. Perfect. But just start at the top, rinse it down. As soon as it's rinsed, it's designed to run in the in the rain. So the coil being wet, you don't have to wait for it to dry before you turn it back on. Turn the system back on, and it'll dry the coil out itself. Do that about once a month during the pollen season, and you'll keep the pollen out of the coil. Terrific. Thank you very much. Very helpful. You bet. Absolutely, Dana. Thanks for calling this morning. Let's uh, let's go to Wayne. Wayne, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hello, sir. How are you today? Outstanding. How can we help you? Got got a quick question for you. 
my daughter's hot water heater went out. She called one of the local companies. They sent an estimator out, and uh, he offered a six-year warranty, 40-gallon uh, 40 gas. And he offered a six-year warranty for 2200 and a 10-year warranty for 3300 And then we asked if he was going to – it does not have a pan on it. And the, the hot water heater is 20 years old, so it does not have a pan. So we asked if he was going to replace the particle board that held the hot water heater up. And he said, no, that's another company that comes out. So that company came out, and they wanted $1,300 to dry it out and or replace the particle board. Wow. Uh, that that, that okay. sounds excessive to me. You said it's gas? Yes, sir. G- look look at tankless. Yeah. Look at, I, go, I, look at going with tankless. If I, if I had gas... Uh, uh, water heating ca- uh, or gas in my home right now, I can guarantee you I would already be tankless. But I unfortunately, my home is all electric. Oh, phone lines are open, everybody. It's at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Wendy. Wendy, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. You didn't want to know any of that, did you, Wendy? Good. I have been, uh, um, it's been a while since I've replaced the wax ring. And I went to buy one, and they've got something new out there that doesn't even have wax on it. How does that work to keep the smell? They okay. have a wax ring, a wax ring without the wax. Yes, yeah. Martin. It's a yeah, it's yeah. A, it's is, a, it, a, is it neoprene? Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. That's see why. your wax. Your wax ring in the past. Uh, the wax ring. It, it, a misconception from folks was that the wax ring is what stopped the odor. The wax ring has nothing to do with stopping the odor. The odor is stopped in the trap. That's why the trap remains full of water. It keeps the sewer odor from coming back up through the through the, the drain. The wax ring was always just to form a seal, a seal to the floor to where it could form a vacuum to pull the water out of the out of the commode. The neoprene does the same job as the wax. And it's a whole lot less messy to install. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the okay. truth, and I've and I've used the neoprene. I've I've used the neoprene uh, rings on many occasions. They work just fine. So when your torch wobbles, that breaks that wax seal, doesn't it? And that's where the sewer smell comes up into the house. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. The okay. toilet your your toilet should never wobble. Um, if the toilet wobbles, that means that your your flange bolts are not tight enough, or the toilet is too high off of the floor. If you've got toilet wobble, even if the even if the flange bolts are tight, even if the flange bolts are tight and you still have a little bit of wobble, take some popsicle sticks and put them on one side or the other of the toilet to keep the toilet from wobbling. You got you got to um, shim it to where it sits flat on your uh, on your uh, the, the <laughs> what am I looking for? The drain hole, the flange, the flange of the yes. drain. Okay. Okay, so you think these new ones are, are okay and they'll do oh, the trick and they're easier to use? They're fine, and yes, they're not ma'am. that. And, and truthfully, they're not that new, Wendy. I've I've they've been in existence for what probably fifteen years, twenty years. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. No, no. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. No. I've, <laughs> okay. The last time the last time I got remodeled a house was probably twelve or fifteen years ago, and I used one. But but in Wendy's in Wendy's defense, they've just become popular in the last. Oh, few maybe years. so, maybe so. They've become more popular as folks are trying to get away from the wax and trying to get away from stuff like that. Well, that being said, there's nothing yeah. wrong with the wax either. They're both fine. No, no. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you. Happy Easter to Bye-bye. you.
Bye-bye. All right. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Wayne. Wayne, good morning. Hey, guys, we were talking right before you break. Yes. On the hot water heater. Yes, sir. It, okay, the the base or the deck, whatever the hot water heater is sitting on, the the plumber, the guy that came in and gave the estimate said it was 75% saturated. And so I would like to just cut a hole in below it, just put a fan in there to dry it out. Would that do it or it needs to be replaced? That'll do it. That'll do it. You can definitely dry it out. Um, yeah, you could definitely dry it out. It should be fine. I'd give it a little while and, you know, and just get a moisture meter and check out what the moisture levels are, you know, after a few days. But, this, uh, yeah, go ahead, Jim. The scary part about the, the numbers you were quoting earlier is that all, the, as far as replacing that particle board deck that it's sitting on, I can't see that it has damaged the frame that that particle board sets on. That would it would take a lot for that frame to be damaged. The thirteen hundred dollar quote you got to replace that—that's the one that scares me because he's charging you thirteen hundred dollars to take a piece of particle board off and put a piece of plywood back. This is a project yes, you sir. can do yourself if the hot water heater was out of the pla- was out of, out of the way. Yes, sir. And it would cost. I mean, you as about, a matter of it, fact, and it and it would cost you about one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you can get that particle board dry. Like you said, cut a little hole, put a fan in there, let it dry it out, get that particle board dry. Brother, you don't even have to rip that particle board out. Cut you a piece of plywood the size of the inside of the closet and put a piece of plywood right on top of that particle board. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. You're sure welcome. But I would definitely definitely consider and look at, even at the $2,200 price they gave you for the tank water heater, you're not going to spend a lot of money, to, uh, a lot more money to go to a high efficiency tankless water heater, which will save you money. The cost difference between the two, you'll save it in a year in energy savings on not having to keep 40 gallons of water hot. That sounds like a seller. I'll work at it. Thank you. There you go. Okay, Wayne, thanks for calling this morning. We appreciate you. Phone lines are open for you, too, at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Absolutely love the, the tankless water heaters if you have gas. Um, I've, I've been yep. told that the electric's getting more efficient, but I, I just don't know that it's quite there yet, you know. Well, even the most efficient electric that's out there, brother, if you turn on your air conditioner, which is typically the biggest electrical robber in the house, turn on the air conditioner and clock your your meter, at what mm-hmm. it's running at, and then turn on a, a, an electric tankless water heater, and the meter is spinning much faster even than your air conditioner. Wow, wow! Yeah, it it, yeah. it burns some electricity, man. The only way to save money with tankless on electric is if you can go three phase, and there are very few neighborhoods in the San Antonio area. As a matter of fact, the only ones would be in the old downtown, more historic. Uh, maybe Alamo Heights areas that you could even get three phase electricity. Right, right. So yeah, that's that. That makes a lot of sense. So hopefully that helped you, Wayne, and good luck to you. Let's go to Chris. Hello. Hey, Chris. Hello. All Hello. Right. Good morning. A quick question. Good morning to you. I have a quick question, probably for Mr. Bamba. If I were to replace my windows in the back, which I will, I've got some stationary windows in know that don't operate. Do those need to be replaced as well? Uh, only if you want them to be efficient. Uh, well, I say that. How old are your How old are your windows? 
12 years? Yeah, I, I would. I would replace them. Um, if, if there are super tiny windows underneath a, a, you know, a porch or something, maybe not. But otherwise, yes, stationary windows are also windows that uh, rob energy, not because of leakage typically, but because they allow radiant heat to get into your home and they allow um, cold to radiate in in the wintertime. So, yeah, it, it is beneficial to replace those. Okay. Well, that's all I had. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, Ricky. Thanks for calling this morning. Appreciate you. I mean, Chris, I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, let's get to Ricky. Ricky, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, good morning, y'all. How are y'all? Fantastic, Ricky. How can we help you this morning? I was, I was listening to the lady, a couple of callers ago about the toilet smell. Yeah. And you're you're saying, I, I have a, this, my wife constantly complaining about the sewer smell. I've replaced the wax ring a bunch. I've even double wax ring it, and the smell is still there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You have well, a trap problem. It's not a wax ring problem. It's a trap problem. Yeah. How often is that commode used? Is, it, is this like a guest bath, or is oh, this the main bath? No, no, no. It's quite often. Okay. It sounds like you may have too much of a slope. Has this been something that's going on since you moved into the house, or it's been going on for a long no, time? I built the house about 16 years ago, and actually, when they poured the cement, I went. I was after they poured the cement. I was going over, and I went back there to that bathroom and I called the plumber. I said, where is the hole for the toilet in the master bathroom? He said, what do you mean? <laughs> and it was covered up with cement. <laughs> anyway, he come out there that next day and he chipped away and he found the hole. It just wasn't high enough. So he put an extension on it to bring it back up flush with the cement. Have you had a Have you had a plumber come out and and inspect this and and check out the no, issue? I have, no, I have not. That okay. would be the first step. Would be a plumber and have them come out and camera it, because you've got something that's causing not the toilet trap but the trap in the floor. You've got something that's causing that to run dry. Oh, really? Yep. Because what what about like on a windy day? Would that make it worse? It, yes, it could because it's putting pressure down the vent pipe. Okay, yeah. So I'm not having water set in the trap. That's a possibility. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. What or how would you fix that? They pr- might have to put a, 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 a trap primer on it, um, or um, it may just be simply uh, simply a problem that there's a crack in the bottom of the trap that's allowing the water to run out of it, you know, and you don't notice a big leak anywhere because it's not a lot of water comes out at one time. It, it, it drains out slowly between uses. Yeah. I see. That's why I say I the best know. thing to do is to have a camera run down there to, to look at what the pipe is doing. Oh, yeah. And also, oh, <laughs> my, it kind of wobbled a little bit, but I fixed that with a popsicle stick. No, yep. You, you can't. That they actually have toilet shims. <laughs> well, yeah, they yes, do. They, yes, they do. They do. <laughs> so, you got to remember, anyway. we're, sometimes we we revert to our country boy uh, uh, I, hacks be, I, because I because that's what. It, I did. <laughs> Because when we needed to fix stuff out out there, you didn't want to run twenty miles into town and pick up a toilet shim. 
Well, it wasn't just it wasn't just that. We used to love to make shims for our our, our dads because uh, we got to eat the popsicles to make the shims. Hey, that's right. Right. That's right. Well, I told her I said they don't make shims for a toilet, but she she found some all right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You learn something new every day, don't you, Ricky? <laughs> Hey, brother, thanks for calling this morning. Have a wonderful Easter, okay? Thank you. Y'all, too. All right. Let's go to Barbara. Barbara, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Good morning. Two, uh, first, do you just do replacement windows, or do you put a window where there isn't one and a patio door where there isn't one? We do replacement uh, windows and patio doors. You'd have to get a contractor to cut those openings out, and then we'd be happy to replace you know, provide those windows and doors, but we don't do the openings. I see. Okay, second question. I've got a, a three-holer sink with the garbage disposal right in the middle between them, and uh, I just had a friend of mine replace the faucets. I got new faucets, and ever since then, I can't get the bad smell out of my garbage disposal was that just a coincidence that it started smelling at the same time i've tried everything to get the smell out everything that i can buy or everything that i hack and it still smells jim any ideas there Hmm. the only thing i can think of but i've i've never really seen it in a residential application i've seen it a lot in commercial is that a lot of times the faucets would have a, a separate hose on them to where when you turned on the faucet, it would put a little bit of water into the garbage disposal to keep the to, so the garbage disposal was basically working like a trap. But I've never, I've never, I've, matter of fact, I've never seen that on a residential application. I've only ever seen that commercially. But no, I can't think of anything that replacing a faucet other than that that would have caused that smell. Hmm. Um, what can I do? Then to to uh, make that garbage disposal. And you've tried and you've tried lemon juice. You've tried. Have you tried grinding whole? Have you tried grinding whole lemons in there? Yeah, I have. Uh huh. Lemons. Wow. Tried uh, vinegar and uh, baking soda. I've tried uh, Drano. I've tried. Oh, don't do that again! Don't do that again! No. Help Drano. Believe. Go ahead, Jim. Drano in a kitchen sink is a bad idea, especially if you ever put any other kind of cleaners in there to clean your sink, um, mm-hmm. because any cleaners mixing with that acid could be dangerous. So be very careful with that. Yes, it's that one. The best thing I can tell you, probably you can, you might have to get a plumber out there to to look and see what's causing the odor. Um, it could be something as simple as the garbage disposal needs to be replaced. Oh, okay, and. Uh, is it a coincidence that it just happened about the time that he replaced? I would, I, I would think it was a coincidence. I don't think they're related. I don't, I don't think so either. Because as I say, I've never seen a garbage disposal primer on a residential home. I, I've seen them before, but only on commercial applications. Okay. 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 Thank you, Barbara. Thank, thank you. you so much. Um, phone lines are open. Um, number to get in on a conversation this morning with me is five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Give us a call, and let's jump right into him with Steve. Steve, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Uh, I'm sorry to put another smell question out there, but I was at uh, a neighbor's house 
uh, out in the country here a while ago, and uh, she was in the hospital for about uh, maybe ten days to two weeks or something like that. But she and she came home. They started running the water and stuff. And like last night, uh, they started smelling like a rotten egg smell, and uh, they can't figure out where it's coming from. And I, I couldn't help her. I wasn't not not. Uh, familiar with that what, what what might be causing that was something in the water heater or if it's something in the uh you know, something that the toilets weren't flushed for for you know two weeks or something like that or what's going on but any idea what i could suggest to her well you said she lives out in the country right yes sir so i'm assuming she's on a well uh yes sir she's got a well okay so i'm thinking it's probably if it smells like uh rotten eggs it's probably a, a sulfur smell coming from the well water where the water sat in the pressure tank for uh you know 10 days to two weeks without being used out of the pressure tank so the odor built up in the pressure tank it's probably not something that is going to continue once the water has run for a while um what i would probably advise for her to do is go through and open up the kitchens or the or the faucets in the house on the sinks let them run for about five to ten minutes and flush the toilets two or three times do the same thing in the showers or the bathtubs. Okay. Turn the water on. Let it run for five to ten minutes. That way, you're okay. flushing all of that sulfur smell out of the fresh water system. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I'll let her know that, and uh, I'm sure she would appreciate it too. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. You're quite welcome. Thank you for the call, folks. Y'all get in on the conversation this morning. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Give us a call. Um, I, I'm here to answer any questions for you. Um. Folks, give us a call. 210-599-5555 is the number to get in this morning. we got a few minutes left in the show. I'm kind of picking up the reins here. Martin uh, had to step out. Um, but, you know, Martin and I were talking earlier in the show about the uh, spring cleaning tips. And we've mentioned a few of them. Um, now, we got one here. Next one, let's see. Um, using a HEPAVAC. Um, now, a HEPAVAC, it can get a much, much smaller particles of the dust out. It can pick up a lot of the different biological par particles, but it can also be pretty expensive. Um, it can track things like, uh, trap things like pet dander, allergens, um, a lot of the small, um, household uh, particles. It can trap those. Um, so if you get a chance, vacuum the, you know, the ceiling fans, uh, the cobwebs in the corners, pillows, um, tight spaces behind furniture, you know, vacuum places like that with a good HEPAVAC if it's something that you can take care of. Um, the HEPAVAC does work real well and gets a whole lot more of the smaller particles. Um, okay, we'll go over some more of those in a few minutes. Let's get right back to the phone lines. Uh, let's get with Mick. Mick, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hey, good morning. Um, I just want to relay some information uh, a similar problem I had with the water heater, a rural water heater um, and smell in the water that came on suddenly uh, sulfur smell the um, the anode in the water heater broke down and as it began gassing off it was, it was uh, making that bad smell in the water and those are easily replaced uh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it'll, it'll, and it'll really stink. <laughs> it smells to <of> high heaven. <laughs> it 
See, and I never equated that with the rotten egg smell, but it does make sense because that anode rod is a high sulfur content. It does make sense. Okay, well, thank yeah. you for the call. Thank, you know, You're it's like my, father, like my father used to tell us, if you go through a day without learning something, you wasted an entire day of your life. All right, folks. So, uh, Steve, if you were still listening and you heard that, that might be something that you're that, that to check uh, for that smell would be the anode rod in the water heater. Might get you done, folks. Give us a call. Get in on the conversation. Um, number to get in on the conversation is two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Give us a call. So, on with the spring cleaning. Let's see. Think green when you spring clean. Uh, you want to start off, uh, start off spring off with a clean note. So don't expose yourself to chemicals and toxins. A steam cleaner is one of the best green products for, for spring cleaning. It can be used to clean your microwave, tile, hard floors, kitchen, appliances, bathrooms, and even outdoor areas. They only use hot water vapor. It's 100% natural and chemical free. So you might want to give a steam cleaner a try. Just be careful with the heat. You don't want to get uh, that steam too close to your skin. Make sure you you use the proper uh, personal protection equipment. And we'll, we might get to another one of those here in a few minutes. But right now, let's get back to the phone lines. DJ, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hi, thank you. I have a uh, electrical question on uh, AC unit, window unit. It is 220. And I want to convert that uh, to a smaller unit, just a 120 outlet. Mm-hmm. Is is and I'm pretty mechanically inclined as far as electric. Is that ran all the way back to the electrical panel? Because I believe it's on a single circuit. It's changing the amp out and the wiring, or is that very difficult? It should be on a single breaker. However, I do not ever recommend that anyone other than a licensed electrician break in and mess with electricity. Um, I mean, changing out, if you're fairly mechanical, mechanically con- uh, inclined, changing out a, an existing uh, outlet, out, uh, like for like, or an existing switch, like for like, or a ceiling fan, yes, yeah, stuff like this, a mechanically inclined person can do it. But you're talking about converting that to 115 volts, which means you're going to have to break, get into the breaker panel to convert that. And I would never recommend anyone other than a licensed electrician take the cover off of a breaker panel. Okay. But it does need to uh, be on a single circuit. Uh, yes, even the even the 110 would need to be single circuit. You want it on a dedicated circuit because when that compressor starts, it could, uh, if there's other load on that circuit, it could trip the load. Um, but it has to be converted to a 110 instead of a 220. That needs to be done in the breaker panel. Okay, that uh, that makes sense. And one other quick question on the, uh, the uh, pressure tank for wells, because I had a quick question on that. Is there a way? Because I usually try to drain mine, the per- drain the pressure tank, get the sediment out of the bottom annually. Is mm-hmm. there a way to uh, flush that, uh, more or less, with to get the? Because it's it, we have a he- heavy iron content uh, where we're at, and just to kind of other than draining it, just flush it with something that's. Uh, not going to hurt other than chlorine, I've heard, and people be doing bleach. 
Um, I would, if you use bleach, I wouldn't use a lot of bleach. Um, but anything you put in there is going to be in your potable water system. So I would never, rec- mm-hmm. I would never use any chemicals on a pressure tank. As far as flushing it, yeah, you know, you're going to cut off the incoming water to the tank when you drain it. But you can, you can sit there and pulse that incoming water, you know, open, close, open, close while the drain is o- open to stir the stuff around and maybe push some more of it out of the drain. Okay. You know, kind of like when you when you flush a kind of like when you flush a water heater, you'll sit there on the incoming water supply valve and you'll open it a second, close it, and open it a second, close it to get a some movement in the bottom of the tank. That'll that'll help break that sediment and push that sediment out through the drain. Right, which I've done before too, so that that makes sense. But that's about the only thing I would do. Um, I wouldn't put if you put bleach in there, you only want to put, you know, a few ounces. Um, because uh, a lot of folks don't realize it, but like for dishes, uh, the chlorine sanitizing solution for washing dishes in a commercial um, restaurant, per se, is 50 parts per million. 50 parts of chlorine per 1 million parts of water. So it doesn't take much chlorine to sanitize. Okay. And would, if I put something in there, would that, because I'd only port I'm thinking would be from the pressure gauge taking that off or because I don't want to take anything off from the from the top. Right? Uh, that, that, do not take the pressure gauge off brother because the pressure gauge is directly related to the bladder. Do not. Okay. Alrighty. I hope that helps. Alright. Thank you again. Alright. Thanks DJ. And let's get right back to those phone lines. We got Gary. Gary good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hey, Jim, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Good. So I have a little bathroom smell story to share that might help some people. Um, We had an elusive uh, smell in the bathroom, and like most other people, we thought it was the toilet and such. But I noticed uh, after a while I kind of uh, nailed it down to the the sink vanity. Uh And uh, I did an inspection and was looking, and... uh, Lo and behold, what happened was every vanity has an overflow. And virtually you have a sink within a sink. And with all the moisture present, you can get moisture between those sinks, which creates the perfect environment for mold. And so Uh I I went went and got my water hose in a rag, and I forced some pressure through that, um, that overflow. And in, in, there's not really enough pressure to blow anything back up through the tailpiece, but it's probably a good idea to cover that, too. But uh, when I did that, I looked down that tailpiece, and the jelly mold just rolled out of there. So oh, this Lord. had been building up and building up. And uh, yep, yep. so I flushed, it, I flushed it four or five times, okay? And then I, I closed the stopper, and then I filled it up with water and put a little bit of bleach in that water and just let that water run down that overflow. And it's it's not going to hurt anything. Your tailpiece has openings in it between right, the sinks right. where that water goes. Yep. And once I did that, the smell was completely gone. Well, there so you go, it folks. Can the, it, it can give you the elusiveness of that it's coming from the toilet, but it's not. It's actually coming from the vanity in some well, cases. So that. That would be my yeah. recommendation, would be to check that vanity 
and that's a simple thing to do. You can flush that once a month or whatever. Yep. And yep. put a little bleach down there, and you'll never have another smell out of your sink. Cool. I like it. I like it. Thank you for the call. And folks, if y'all are listening, we we all learned something new, something new again today. Another something new. Gary, thanks for the call, brother. We appreciate it. All right, let's get uh, let's get to see if we can get one more in here. Raul, Raul, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, sir. Good morning. I've got a, a, a two story house, and um, I've got bathroom uh, plumbing issues upstairs, uh, of course. And I've got two full baths, okay, back to back. And uh, like I said, I've had chronic issues. And finally, a plumber told me that uh, one of my commode drain lines does not have the proper angle for it to flow out, okay. It actually stays under the commode. Uh, he said I need to get all of that entire area replumbed. My question is, uh, could not that just that one line be redone? Did he run a camera down through there? Yes, he sure did. So he may have seen something in there that makes him think he's going to need to do more than just that one line. Um, he may there may be some blocks in there or something that's going to prevent him from changing the the level of that line. Um, I don't know. Um, it probably wouldn't hurt to get another opinion. Uh, okay. You know, get another um, get another uh, plumber plumbing company out there, reputable plumbing company, to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would not hurt at all. But uh, without having my own eyes on it, I couldn't tell you what all he's seeing that needs to be replumbed. What did he did he give you a a, a breakdown of what he was going to do? He said, uh, you know, they're back to back, so uh, there's a lot of stuff right in there in, in one general area. He said it would have to be replumbed the entire area, and and all he did is he stuck the camera in one one commode. You know, one little drain line about three three feet, and I could see it was obviously that the uh, water was pooling, um, but he did not stick it any anywhere else. You know that I could he may not have had to, depending on how the water was pooling and where it was pooling. Um, mm-hmm. A good plumber would have would have been able to see right then. Okay, well I can't just fix this by replumbing one commode. I've got to replumb both of them. I've got to go in and replace both of the flanges. I've got to replace the dr- drain line. I've got to do it all to get both of the, the commodes on the, the proper slope. Okay. Because okay. if he changes the slope on one, then that's going to throw the other one off. Does that make any sense? I got you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Does, uh, does that involve the drain line from the tubs and the vanities and all that? Probably. If he changes the level of that line, he's going to have to change the level of any line that ties into it. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. you. You're telling me everything I didn't want to hear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm sure I do. I'm sorry for that, but it's just, it's, it's a fact. Right. Appreciate it very much, sir. Have a good Easter. You bet, Raul. Thank you for the call. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Well, folks, it has been a wonderful show. It truly has. Martin had to step away a little bit early. He's got his big family shindig and i'm going to be getting away from here in a few minutes and i've got my big family shindig today so it's going to be a great day today and then uh i I, again i want to wish everyone a safe and happy easter uh weekend easter holiday today easter easter sunday tomorrow and please don't forget the reason for easter folks remember he is risen hey listen during the week if you need to get a hold of martin 
for any reason, and it's always better to get a hold of me or Martin through email, you can reach Martin at mbomba, that's M-B-O-M-B-A, at windowworldtx.com. You can reach me at jsmith, don't think I need to spell that, at windowworldtx.com. Um, and we'll, re- we'll re- reply to you and get you an answer back just as quick as we possibly can. Give us, uh, you know, 48, 30, uh, 36, 48, 72 hours. Um, we, 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 we've got a quite busy life and business going right now. So give us a call, or I'm sorry, give us an email during the week, and we'll get back to you as quick as we can. It has been fun. You've been listening to the KTSA Home Improvement Show on 550 AM, 1071 FM.